It's two redheads and one who's at the all-star race talking about racing. Hey, that's me. That was you. I was there. That seemed like it was a uh, a, f- a good race to be at. You're, you're the lucky charm. Yes. Yeah, so no longer us two. Last year, we were always at these epic races. Chicagoland, the Roval, Martinsville in the fall, like these epic finishes. And now that the um, All-Star Race had an epic finish like that, but it was like these moments throughout it, like the Open was incredible. The um, Larson winning, which was a, a huge surprise. The fight, like all these crazy moments that make up an awesome race. And it used to be, you know, the duo of us at the race that created these moments, but now it's just Jason. Sorry, then I screwed up and I'm no longer special anymore. We'll see. We'll see what happens when we're both at Chicago in a couple, in a month or so. We'll see if the see. magic returns. I I feel good about that. Um, no, and and this is one thing about the All Star Race. I feel like it's kind of lost its flair over the last couple of years. It's 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 turned into like a race that's you know eh kind of thing. You know when you went through the phases of like the option tire and then you know just, just trying new to make it special. format changes. Yeah. yeah, the last two years have been especially this year we like the all-star race is back we got yeah. that excitement that we finally been waiting for and i like to say we've got more clips for the highlight reel yeah I you know what i mean yeah it's so weird to think how like why did it change so drastically in the last two years that came back the format was kind of simplified it's yes just, and that was important we just have these four stages no really gimmicks in each one overtime to end the stages which is a great change i like that a lot and that's what kind of helped the open be dramatic and incredible and crazy. But I guess maybe drivers just like, really, you don't get this race. A, your mentality in every race should be just go for it. Who cares? Just race as hard as you can. Go for the win. That's what you're there and you're paid millions to do. That's what right. you should be doing. But the all-star race, I feel like they just didn't care that much. Kind of like every other sport where the all-star event is just no one cares. It's just kind of. You're, you're having fun, but at the same time, you're just kind of, you're slacking off the whole entire event. Right. But it kind of seems like these guys were up on it it's a Saturday night and again. like really into it, trying to battle. And I feel like previous years, they didn't care that much. Does a pack new package kind of help make that possible? Maybe. But I liked what I saw. Yeah, and I like where the direction of the all-star race is going and and kind of, it's always an experimental race, it seems like. I mean, we tried a package that's very similar to what we're going to see this year. It's no secret that this is what they've been experimenting and testing for Gen 7 next year, and it's working. Like, that's the thing. Like, NASCAR is putting their ideas to the table, and for me at least, it's entertaining stuff. Yeah. And honestly... On the mile yeah, and a half, I feel like Kansas and Charlotte have been good two weeks in a row. We can't forget how much Dover and Martinsville and Richmond were just kind of... That's right. Yeah, but maybe the idea is to create different cars and create different racing and different packages for those races, but keep the mile and a half going this direction. Yeah, you know what? I, the mile and a half, at least in this direction, is something that I'm really excited about. And, and again, two years in a row now, you could chalk it up as a victory. And boy, I mean... Literally, the whole entire night was exciting with the photo finish in yeah, the open race. I almost feel... Let's yeah, start breaking let's down. Let's break it down. So, open, guys racing in the all-star race. First um, stage, one car blows a motor, sets up a... Actually, the caution took longer than the whole stage, but the, like, 
Uh-huh. Uh, caution set up, overtime restart for that stage. Bubba Wallace stays out, and some guys behind Pitt had fresher tires, and Bubba Wallace is like all of a sudden in front leading, battling side by side with all these guys, and William Byron kind of sneaks through, coming off the last corners. Like Bubba had it out of turn four, and then William Byron comes side by side, beating and banging, gets across the line, barely edges him out. Reminds me of that 2016 open finish with Chase Elliott mm-hmm. and Kyle Larson. And it was just like, yeah, that's an awesome way to start the night. This dramatic finish showing the guys going for it and that they care and that they want it so bad. Yeah, and Bubba's passion kept going throughout yeah. the rest of the yeah. open race. And when he finally like raced his way in, you could tell he was not going to give up. Yeah, exactly. So that stage two is the same thing. A late caution, an overtime restart. Bubba stays out, and it's kind of like this is probably his last chance. Like he got it. Like it was very lucky to get another opportunity to do that. And here he is. And this time, like you can't lose it. You cannot lose it this time. It's, it looks like he has it. And then Suarez just has this huge rush of momentum coming off the turn, and gets to him. And um, Freddie Kraft, who was on door bumper clear with us this week, was like, "I'm just saying, block the block." He was just saying, "Block the bottom, block the bottom, block the bottom." And <laughs> he pushed Suarez down into the turf, and Suarez spun out. And by, I mean, Bubba crossed the finish line, winning the stage, getting to the All Star race—just an unthinkable scenario. And that t- that finish reminded me of uh, that stage, uh, the 2005 Open, where Mike Bliss and Brian Vickers were side by side coming to the finish, and that's when only the winner got into the All Star race, the winner of the Open. Mm-hmm. And um, Vickers dumped Mike Bliss, and he spun across the grass, and Vickers won this Open, and it was just like that was one of my favorite moments from my early years watching NASCAR and seeing something similar. Just got me so hyped. I was in victory lane, just jumping up and down watching that. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. And this race is supposed to be, you know, insignificant. There are guys that normally aren't up there, but it's always the one that you remember. Mm -hmm. The open race, I almost want to argue, is almost more entertaining than the all-star race. Like, it's even more short and even more sweet. I know, like, the all-star race is short in itself, but the open race is just, there's, so like, so little time that the intensity is just ramped up and... There are so many great moments from just yeah. the open race that's really exciting to watch. And then had Larson not won that final stage in the open, he would have had no shot at winning the million dollars, which he crazy. ultimately did. And it's he was technically the first guy to ever win the open and the all-star race, which is wild. I thought he was the fourth. Now, NASCAR messed that up. This is a oh. Jason S. Charlotte Marshfield PR saying that he was a first because Casey Kane had transferred from the open, but he won the fan vote in 08 or 09 to win the all-star race. Newman had won a, they used to do like a last chance qualifier race after the open, like for last ditch effort, like 15 laps for whoever didn't win the first open to get to the all-star race. And Ryan Newman won that the year he won the all-star race. So it's just, no one has ever won the actual open itself in Huh. Won the and gone on to win the All Star race. Well noted. I did not know that then. Yes, NAS- there you go. NASCAR Jason's PR. Yep. Jason's PR coming in clutch. Um, that's cool. Now he never has to be in the open ever again. No, He's an All Star until he dies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, no, he was in it a couple years ago. But like, you wouldn't expect someone like him, as talented as he is, to to have to race in the open yeah, to exactly. begin with. But yeah. Impressive. And, that, and Chase Elliott, too. That was probably the biggest name before Larson. Like, yeah. he's still in the open kind of thing. Yeah. But now he's even locked into the All-Star race next year, too. Yeah, exactly. So, All-Star race. 
really competitive throughout. There were so many different leaders. It was not like one guy was up front, like Logano was up front, Chase Elliott was up front, Truex was Harvick, up front, Bush, Harvick was Truex. Bush, and yeah. Kyle Larson wins. Like there was a huge group of guys and there were wrecks in the race and there was drama, there was pit road, you know, strategy and stuff. It had everything in it that makes for a good race. Yeah, and and pit road strategy, I would say, too, throughout the whole night was something that was really big. Yeah. I mean, you could see the difference that four tires made yeah. over zero, and a lot of people took that gamble. And that was something really interesting to watch. And, yeah, it was just impressive watching Larson try. I mean, he did everything he could to hold off the charges from second place, Though that basically that entire last stage, which was really entertaining to watch. But... And, and two, like, Larson, if I were to pick a name of, like, who I would think would win the All-Star Race, I don't think Larson would have been at the top of my list. No, not at all. Anywhere near the top of my list. And that's just such a cool story. He needed that yeah. so bad. And you would think that, um, well, the start of the race was the big three. was It was like, they're back. They're all up front and pulling <laughs> away. They were up by, like, four seconds over anybody else. And you're kind of like, ah, oh, is this really how this race is going to play out? It's just kind of a repeat of the same guys. But, of course, the cautions help bunch the field up, get different guys up front, different strategies paid off. And if the Coca-Cola 600 it's just that, but over 400 laps, it'll be really exciting. That's been kind of a snooze fest in recent years. So, hopefully, that strategy and that ability to take tires and pit and not pit and all that stuff just comes together and makes for an epic, epic race. Well, night racing is a new day racing. And if we're going to get that, if we kind of get what we got at Kansas, where, I mean, Coke 600 starts in the day, transitions the night, it could be a phenomenal event. Yeah. We'll see how the temperature plays out because it's supposed to be 96 degrees as a high no. for the, the day. You don't want that. You know, you no. don't want that now. I feel bad. You used to want yeah, hot temperatures. Exactly. Now you want it cold. Like it was 90s in, for the all-star race, like low 90s. And I thought that was terrible. And now I'm so glad I'm going to be in Indianapolis, which is probably going to be like mid 80s, which will, won't be as bad as 96 degrees in Charlotte. Yeah. How was the temperature this past weekend? It was mid 90s. It was hot. It was definitely hot. Really? But, oh, but we still got a good race. Yeah. I know you can't really compare it because there are so many yeah. factors. You could say that's the package, but. Or the cautions. Yeah, but. Or the cautions, but... We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Because I remember last year for the All-Star Race, like, everyone was like, can we please get that package in the Coke 600? Like, how quickly can guys, like, build new cars <laughs> for that? And now that we have a similar package running in the Coke 600, we'll see how it plays out. Because last yeah, year was when like, Kyle Want led 377 laps of 400 and dominated. That it wasn't that fun. was hard to watch. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. No, they've been hard <laughs> to watch for years. And I just hope they finally can... Get a good one. One thing I really want back, and I know we've talked about this, but one thing that I loved about the Coke 600, and it made that race so famous, and you like you almost knew it was coming, fuel mileage. How many times has the Coke 600 come down to saving a half a lap of fuel? And I hope we get that. You know, I, I miss fuel mileage racing and some of the most notorious finishes. I mean, Dale Jr. almost winning the Coke 600. Harvick comes, wins it. Austin Dillon winning the Coke 600 on fuel mileage where it was Jimmy leading. Then he ran out of gas and it was yeah. Austin Dillon. We just have not seen a good fuel mileage race in a while. Coke 600 might be our best shot at that too. Yeah, that'd be interesting. We'll see what happens. Oh, we even talk about the best part of the all-star race yet. Oh, bam, bam. That was Ow. insane. So 
uh, just for context here for everyone, I didn't watch the race until Monday morning. I did a very good job of like staying off of Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, all that. So you text me, Jason, I text you Saturday night, like, hey, how was the race? And you said, really good. Make sure you watch after the checkered flag. Wait, what did you think? I wasn't. What did you think after I sent you that message? So I figured there could be like a fight or something. Um, but I thought you were talking about the open race. So I'm like, oh, something might be happening. Like, did I see like what he was talking about? Yeah. And then, of course, when Boyer goes up and just starts beating the crap out of Ryan You're Newman, like, ah, I got I'm it. like, that's it right there. <laughs> I wanted to tease that. I didn't want to give you any information away that could ruin no, you your did a very good tease. Experience, but I was like, I really Man. want him to be excited about watching it. But seriously, the all-star race had everything. Great racing and a fist fight, fight yeah. to finish it off. And you went and think like Clint Boyer. So here's a funny story. Door bumper clear last week. That's two weeks in a row too. Yeah, exactly. Um, after the podcast last or during the podcast last week, they talked about Brett kind of hinted at Clint. I don't know why we're talking about Clint fighting last week, but we were. And he said there was a f- guy he wanted to fight with after Dover last year that he didn't because he was big and scary. And Brett was like, it's RN. And I was like, most people probably figured out whose initials those were. And then to have that happen the next week where Clint actually goes and fights him, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Man, that was... And one thing I was wishing, and I know we already got something good, like when Boyer was just like throwing punches yeah. at Newman, but I really wish they went out for like a round two when yeah. they were out of the car together. I wish Newman would have came back over and just carded. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was just so awesome. And I, then yeah the best part is like you didn't really know why they were fighting like no one still to this point like i showed a bunch of my friends that video and they're like why were they fighting i'm like i really don't know they were wrecking each other on the cool down lap and then they started fighting each other but like what led to that on track i'm still not sure (laughs) yeah apparently there was a block a very harsh block boyer threw on newman because he thought newman was a lap down which newman had wrecked at one point in the all-star during the race i'm not sure which stage it was but boyer had thought he was a lap down so he just kind of blocked him really badly thinking well he's a lap down doesn't matter and then newman didn't take that too lightly they finished near each other too and then after the race Especially like when you bam, get wrecked, when you get wrecked after the race, I feel like that's a dirty move to get turned into the wall. The race is over. Like you can bang, like hit each other, but like don't turn someone into the wall. I think that's crossing a line. I think that was Texas playoff race a couple years ago where someone ran into Tony Stewart, and that's when he backed into Charlotte, them. That was on Charlotte. Like the Lugna- oh, that's right. Yeah. And he kept complaining about like, hey, this is a cool down lap. You know, guys don't have their equipment on. And if you saw Newman wreck Boyer, I mean, Boyer actually hit the wall pretty hard. And if he didn't have equipment on, I could very well see why Clint would be very upset about that. So are you on Team Boyer or Team Newman? We're back to this two weeks in a row. Team Boyer, Team Newman. I don't even know. I feel like I would have to go with Team Boyer this week. Are you on Team Boyer? Yeah, because I just think, of course, Newman got blocked and blocking's racing. But it was a cool down lap that I think wasn't yeah. necessarily warranted. Yeah, exactly. You didn't I would have be to pissed do that. too. And that's why I was yeah. on Team Boyer. And I think Newman knew he couldn't, I don't know, after turning Boyer in the wall like that, that was enough damage. Like, you didn't have to go back up and punch him again. But, ah, 
just seeing that. So I was walking on pit road. We were, uh, I was working in the PR department at this racetrack this weekend. So after the race, the media has a bullpen that NASCAR organizes and we assist in organizing. So I had helped them get that all set up for drivers to come over and talk to the media and stuff. And so I heard the crowd kind of going crazy and I heard someone yell fight. And I'm like, the big screen was kind of blocked. So I couldn't really see. And I couldn't really see. Well, I probably should have looked down pit road, but we were really busy setting stuff up. So I didn't really have a chance. I, I wish I would have just like peeked down there and been like, oh my God, he's like punching in his window. And I just wish I didn't get to see it until like 20 minutes afterwards. But the crowd's reaction feels like, yes, so whatever happened sounds good. That makes both of us being at two races where there were fights and we didn't see it. Suarez McDowell yeah. and now Boyer Newman. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there was um, another I, fight sometime too. I forget what year that I'm totally missed too. I can't remember now, but I'll let you know if I think of it. I hope this is a weekly segment of picking sides and picking teams know, because that's I know and it's with Clint Boyer and this is kind of a f- new fiery side that maybe we've kind of seen before but now two weeks in a row like yeah. I've not really seen this side of Clint Boyer at this level before yeah no I like it need aggressive personalities need drivers to be aggressive and if Boyer's gonna do it by all means go ahead and let's interject some energy and passion into nascar again i know i feel like we're taking a turn with that this year in general we're getting the excitement back the energy back the passion back that's just the way i see it it'd be great if fox could replicate that energy in the broadcast booth but that's you know we're almost nbc we're almost nbc the countdown is near i just think fox just needs to talk about the racing and that's their biggest problem there's so much backstory and stuff literally simplify it call the action as you see it instead of you know saying and this person passed this person for second here's a replay like you know you need more live action all i can think of when i'm watching those epic moments in the all-star race is what if rick allen was calling the stage finish and here comes Daniel Suarez down low on Bubba Walls. Oh, he spins and Bubba wins. Darn right. That was probably not Would a good Rick impression. I'm sorry, Rick, if you're listening, but. Rick, okay, I had to do, so this was awkward. This was really awkward. I interviewed Rick Allen in Miami last year. And after the interview, my dad's like, you know, he, um, my dad's talking to Rick Allen, of course. And he's like, you know, Andrew does like an impression of you. And Rick's like, am I going to be offended? And I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) And so I did his call from Martin Truex winning the championship. Like his roller coaster career has finally reached its peak. Martin Truex Jr. wins the championship. So I did that in front of him, but it was horrible. I botched (laughs) it. Cause like, how are you supposed to do an impression in front of the person that you're, it was just so (laughs) weird. And then he kind of like, all right, that was cool. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry, Rick. I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> so, yes, I had to do my Rick Allen impression in front of Rick wow. Allen, and that wasn't that fun. <laughs> so while the All-Star Race was going on Saturday night, Andrew's getting lit at prom. Just give us a little know recap. lit is the word. Huh? You got lit at prom, correct? Or prom I don't think was lit's lit. the right... Yeah, I, that's... Why do you say lit? It was fun. Because we're I'll, talking I'll millennial. No. Prom was yeet. (laughs) (laughs) Now that doesn't make any sense. I'm just trying to go based off of what was written on the Harvard car, which by the way, we haven't really talked about it, but that was awesome. Yeah. Can I just say, I love the Harvick millennial car. Good branding. Bush is like genius because like it got so much exposure and attention. You just think 
any brand, any sponsor. Let's just throw something totally random, totally unique on the out car there. and get all and this it, exposure. It worked yeah. really well. So yeah. I feel like this should be a hint to other sponsors. Like Bush has been pretty bold in what they do with their sponsorship in NASCAR. And I hope it kind of starts a trend. I respect that. Yeah. Bush did a really good job with that car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, prom was fun. It was uh, three days that I would absolutely relive because um, it was a lot of fun hanging out with friends and, you know, you don't get to do some things twice and it was a fun experience. I think totally exceeded my expectations. I thought like, oh, it's just another school dance. You know, it's going to be what a school dance has always been, but it wasn't and it was a lot of fun. So, and I didn't watch the All-Star Race Saturday night, turned my phone off completely and watched it spoiler free on monday which i can't remember the last time i've fully been able to watch a race that wasn't live without any knowledge of what went on which was awesome you could go to prom twice if you fail 12th grade yeah i can still fail consumer education which is required by the state of illinois so there's a chance i could go again next year we'll see we'll see how bad i want to go (laughs) all right greatest day in racing on sunday Oh, my um, God. I'm so excited. I've attended the last two years, Coca-Cola 600. That was the first time I've ever been to one of the races on those days. And that, you know, it was, you know, it was Coca-Cola 600 in the last two years. Not the greatest, but cool to be right. at a race. And especially all the military um, things they do to honor the military before the race. Like, that has always been epic to watch. But this year, I get to go to the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. And so excited i just can't wait like that race has always been that was the one i would plan my day around when i was you know in high school yep. watching that race and stuff yeah um that was always the best one most exciting one i cannot wait to see it in person never been to the indianapolis motor speedway either um 300 000 people be surrounded by that many and that energy and that excitement and i don't really know too much about indycar i did watch qualifying oh i didn't want to talk about that quick Indy 500 qualifying is so exciting and it's single car and it's like the best average of four laps. Why can't NASCAR do something like that? Like it was so dramatic, especially the bumping. I guess it wouldn't be exciting. You know, I have Ross Chastain like bumping out BJ McLeod. Like that doesn't, it's not exciting as a young American. you have big names like Fernando. Getting knocked out. Getting bumped. And and Hinchcliffe last year. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe like going for the pole, how about we have a second round of qualifying where you have like a three lap average and whoever's the fastest like take the top 10 and whoever posts fast time gets um gets a poll i think nascar can take something because indy 500 qualifying that was so fun to watch i liked watching that and they focus on the speed and they don't even talk about how fast the lap is it's all about the speed and i think that's awesome but that got me hyped for the race i'm so excited sitting in turn two excited to see the view coming in first turns and watching them at every lap and just enjoying it all and yeah i'm stoked yeah is you should be very excited like this is the one weekend that i'm more excited for an indy car race than i am the nascar race and the indianapolis 500 by far the best race out of the three that we see out of monaco indycar and the coke 600 it is a phenomenal show i'm curious to see how you would compare it to like the 500 the daytona 500 that you've been to um but yeah, it, you are in for a big treat. I was at the 97th, Tony Kanon, and I was kind of in similar situation. Actually, probably probably knew less than you did. Mm. Um, I, I literally just didn't know any drivers. I knew 
um marco andretti that's the guy who i rooted for because the andretti name and now that you've just simply watched qualifying or have done something to educate yourself on indycar you're gonna like it even more i'm sure so i'm really excited to see what you think yeah i like cheering for the young americans in the field i think it's cool to have a story like that like some 20 something year old just like me would win a race or be in that race and competitive so hopefully it's a good story hopefully it's a great race i can't imagine it not being exciting it's always exciting no matter what because it's just how they draft and how they pass and all that stuff there so exciting i'll be back we'll talk about it all next week great stay in racing recap i'll be in indy for uh saturday sunday monday so i'm excited to check out that town too should be fun i'm so excited for the greatest day in racing i'm really excited for you to experience the indianapolis 500 too i'm flying over chicago i'll give you a wave Please do. Let me know. I'll uh, start jumping up and down. How about you just come meet me at the airport again, but stand like right outside security with that, like a sign that says, hey, Jason, and I'll just come. <laughs> That'll, go well. then I'll That'll go well. That'll go well. Oh, you're flying through Chicago. Yeah. Oh, so you're okay. Nice. Well, I thought you were just flying over. I'm like, well, I'll look outside. But <laughs> now you're going to be there. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Now I'll be at the airport all day. I'll miss. Oh, wait. No, that'll be Saturday. Never mind. Forget that. Anyways. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at HeyJasonSchultz. I'll be posting all kinds of stuff from the uh, Indy 500. I'm also going to the ARCA race on Thursday. So if you're dying for some ARCA content, ARCA (laughs) is racing in Charlotte on Thursday night. Different kind of double. Yep. ARCA (laughs) Indy double. I said that on the podcast on Dorbin Brickley, and they didn't think that was as clever as I'm thinking it is. But doing the arcad indie double and i'll post all about that instagram too. follow my story i'm hoping there's good internet at or connection at indy 500 but i can't imagine 300,000 people all being able to use their phones so if i don't post during the day i'll post at night and you can catch it all there i might have the media center wi-fi password all right send that my way <laughs> por favor um yeah you can follow me at andrew curlin tv on twitter at andrew curlin on instagram um it's been a while since i've been at the track but i'll be still posting stuff from talladega have some fun games in store blindfold challenge with matt de benedetto round two of that game coming out this week and a bunch of fun coverage but i'm just looking forward to sitting down on the couch waking up early in the morning watching monaco indy 500 and the coke 600 greatest day in motorsports Ooh. i hope the weather's good yes oh god did i just please, screw that up please, please oh god all right forget i said anything i don't want to jinx it It's all Andrew's fault if anything happens. So we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. See you later.